Hello, upstairs, mezzanine to your left. Welcome, row D, seat 14, straight down to the right. Honey, these are great seats. Program? Places, everyone. Places, please. Welcome to Between Acts, an immersive audio experience. Here, we set the stage for your imagination to freely venture through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies, and everything in between. Today, Between Acts proudly presents... Hal and his atomic ray gun. Hal loves to tell his story to anyone who'll listen. But one day, a young woman approaches him with a tale of her own to tell. So please, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Move raid area 51 sign a little to the left. Nice. Let's put the UFOs are everywhere sign right here. Mmm. Picture perfect. Time to go to work. 549 sharp. On the night of March 7, 1982, I, Harold Joseph Gregory Jr., was just past those very mountains abducted by visitors from another dimension. These space creatures took me into a large ship where I was kept for over 24 hours and tests were conducted on my physical body. For food, I will show you the unique imprints these creatures scarred me with when they shoved electric rods of energy into my torso and the bottoms of my feet. Before escaping the spaceship, I stole an atomic ray gun from one of the guards and I still to this very day have it in this here box behind me. If you would like Al? to hear... Top of the morning, Joanne. If you would like to hear more of my exploits as the first human being to travel faster than the speed of Al? light, you should... Yes, Joanne. Why is all of this garbage in front of my store? Well, you see... I thought it was time to expand operations. I was thinking, what is it that gets folks' attention better than anything on this green earth? Then it came to me. Signs. Hell, you got a sign right there and plenty of folks come to your store. Hal, talking about aliens and spending the day in front of my store is one thing. And you've been awful kind to rent this space to me so I could conduct my business. Well, you don't pay me to do this. That isn't the point. I can't have signs and trash in front of my store, Hal. We're gonna have to clean this up. Joanne, you and me, we're partners in this. The people need to know the truth. We have a sentient race from another world snatching people up and possibly an international conspiracy of the U.S. government trying to cover them up. I still don't understand why you don't sell the store and come to work with me full time. Or better yet, turn the store into an educational facility where we can tell people about the alien infestation. Infestation? What other word is there for it? Well, what happened to you was a few years back and you haven't heard stories from any other survivors yet, right? I suppose not. Oh, a car! Maybe they'll stop. 
On the night of March 7, 1982, our Harold Joseph Gregory Jr. was just past those very mountains, abducted by visitors from another dimension. These space creatures took me into a large ship. A little constructive criticism? Sure. If you start the monologue before they even get out of the car, they'll miss a lot of the important stuff. So, start once they get out the car. Is this a sleeping bag? Have you been sleeping here? Well, my usual location of slumber got bogarted by another gentleman of inconstant address. I've offered to get you a place to stay. Why do you insist on sleeping outside? Last time I slept in a bed, inside or without my thought protector, was March 7, 1982. Do you know what happened that very same night? I'm well aware. You say it every day. I, Harold Joseph Gregory Jr., was just past those very mountains, abducted by visitors from another dimension. Hal, are you hungry? No, thank you. A gentleman gave me a sandwich last night in exchange for being able to see the scars the aliens left on my feet. Okay, well, let's just get some of this stuff out of the doorway. What the hell are you doing, Joanne? Don't touch that! Who knows what could happen to you? Your eyeballs might explode. You might get possessed by a demon from another dimensional plane. Why would you even think to touch this box? It's clearly marked. It's quite obviously unsafe. I'm sorry, I was just trying to be sure customers can get through the door. Well, next time discuss it with me and I will find time in my schedule to move said hazardous equipment with proper procedure as to ensure that nobody will get hurt. Hal? Yes, Joanne? Will you please move your box marked alien stuff? Well. I'm working until 9 p.m. tonight with no lunch break, so... Hal, I know you have nowhere else to go, but the deal we made was that you could talk to people out here about aliens as long as it didn't hurt business. And it hasn't. You're right. For a long time it even helped. People wanted to meet the alien guy. It was one thing when you were passing out flyers, but now with the signs and the boxes and you sleeping here, I Joanne? just... Joanne? Are you ending our partnership? No, I'm not kicking you out. But you put a box full of something that you're terrified to move in front of my door, and I need you to move it. Hell, the store was supposed to open five minutes ago. Okay. First off, I know the vagueness of the title alien stuff is not without its faults. Perhaps I could work on the specificity of my nomenclature. But... In this box lies the atomic ray gun I stole from one of the alien guards before fleeing their ship on the night of March 7, 1982. Hal, I'm going to go inside, and when I do, I'm going to need you to move this box so nobody trips over it on their way into the store. Please, honey, don't bite the hand that feeds you. I don't want this to turn into a problem. All right. I understand. I'll move some stuff around in my schedule and get the gun moved to a safe place. Thank you.
gently. Just gonna pick you up real gentle. Okay. Here we go. There we go. Ah! Ah! Everything okay? I dropped it! But there there wasn't a detonation, so we're we're good. I am in the process of moving a weapon more powerful than all of humanity's previous weaponry combined. I'm just a little nervous. Please, just go back inside where it's safe, Joanne. Okay, just a little further. A little... Whew. I did it! Oh, thank the stars above, I did it! And didn't miss too much time at work, either. I know nobody is in the immediate earshot, but I would like all of you to know, on the night of March 7, 1982, I, Harold Joseph Gregory Jr. was just past those very mountains, abducted by visitors from another dimension. These space creatures took me into a large ship where I was kept for over 24 hours and tests were conducted on my physical body. For food, I will show you the unique imprints these creatures scarred me with when they shoved electric rods of energy into my torso and the bottoms of my feet. Before escaping the space ship, I stole an atomic ray gun from one of the guards and I still to this very day have it in this here box behind me. If you would like to see the atomic ray gun, I will carefully show it to you for a small fee of $1,000 per person. I will not fire it for safety reasons. I will, however, allow you to look at the ray gun, smell the ray gun, and even perhaps touch my hand immediately after I touch the ray gun. You can pay off your payment of $1,000 in monthly installments or via Visa oh, or... please, somebody! Oh, a potential student! On the night of March 7, 1982, I, Harold Joseph Gregory Jr., was just past those very mountains abducted by visitors yes. from another dimension. These There's space creatures there. took me into a large okay. ship where I was Mister, kept for over... please help me. I don't know what happened. I was sleeping in my car, and out of nowhere there was this big light and sound. It woke me up, and I just... A blue light? Just... That pulled you out the car? Yes! That very same thing happened to my camper seven years ago. Were you taken into a spaceship, too? And they ran tests on you before they kept you in a containment zone? Yes! How did you escape? They just let me go. They dropped me right where I was before. Except the beam must have dropped me off differently because my car was flipped over and I was lying next to it. I woke up on the side of the highway and walked until I got here. You said they abducted you, too. March 7th, 1982. So, what do I do now? Well, you're looking at it. Excuse me? After I was abducted, I vowed to spend my whole life telling the human race about what happened to me. Here! Grab a sign! In fact, take the government is lying about everything sign. It's my favorite. Does that box say alien stuff? Uh, oh yeah. It just holds one of their atomic ray guns and a holster. But writing alien stuff ensures that I don't forget about the holster. 
Shouldn't we, like, go talk to the news or something? Tried that plenty of times. I've sent out plenty of letters to people. Nobody ever replies or takes any of it seriously. Well, I mean, you haven't given up trying. No, of course not. The world needs to know that on the night of March 7, 1982, I, Harold Joseph Gregory Jr., was just past those very mountains, abducted by visitors from another dimension. These space creatures took... You heard all of that earlier, right? Yeah, I did. Then I'll just save my breath for the next people who come by. So, do you live here? I slept here last night. I had a regular place near the hospital, but I got run out. So I'm sleeping at the office. The lady that owns this store, Joanne, is cool about me staying here. And you said your name was Harold in your speech thingy? Well, my friends call me Hal. I'm Valerie. It's nice to meet you. Val, you said? Oh, I get it. Like Hal and Val. That's cute. No, but you said your name was Valerie. Yes? Why? Nothing in particular. I just used to know a little girl by that name is all. And you called her Val? Yes, I did. Kind of a nickname, I guess. I haven't seen that little girl in quite some time. I see. I, I need to use the restroom. It's just inside. I heated up some soup. Do you want some, Hal? Thank you very much. Been a pretty slow day for both of us so far, huh? Yeah. Haven't seen a customer yet. You didn't see the one lady in that there business suit? Valerie? No. Is she inside? Went to use the bathroom. That's strange. I didn't see a soul. I'm sure I'll see her if she's in there. It's a really nice little shop she has here. I'd have bought something if I had my purse. Uh, I know you just got dropped off earlier today, but have you had problems remembering stuff? What do you mean? Well, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about stuff in the past. I spend an awful lot of time thinking about my abduction. What with the importance of it and all is one of only two humans I know of to have survived such an ordeal. In fact, I still try to make a diary entry of that night as if it happened yesterday. Keeps my mind fixated on it. I don't want to forget the smell of the ship or the strange foreign words the creature spoke before stabbing me with rods. Those are all important details. So, I spend my days remembering those historically significant events. Right. But when I try to remember stuff that 
ain't the spaceship or before the spaceship, I just get kind of fuzzy in the head. Fuzzy? Yeah. Like I can't remember much. Just little pieces. Like that little 11-year-old girl I used to know. Val. Did my name make you remember her? She looked a whole lot like you, come to think of it. You look how she might have looked if she were grown up. Hmm. That makes sense. Do you normally get more people out here? Well, today's a Tuesday. Not a lot of traveling happens on Tuesdays. Weekends, you see a lot of folks. Visiting people, families. During the week, you'll see more freight drivers or people traveling for work. That's what I was doing. I was driving to a conference in Denver. I'm a risk assessment agent for an insurance agency. Explains the fancy pants suit. But now, you're a salesperson of truth. A prophet to the reality of the stars. I guess people do need to know. I should call my family and tell them what happened. Do you have quarters? I don't. No telling where my purse went off to. I should really find a payphone to call my mom. I told her I would let her know when I got to Denver. Well, you didn't quite get there. You didn't lie. I know. I just, I want her to know I'm okay. She's a worrier. But your father ain't. Well, he... Nah. You got a dad? Well, everyone has a father. But no, I don't talk to mine. That's a shame. Yeah. He kind of skipped out on Mom and I, in a way. How so? He got locked up for a DWI when I was 11. He's still in for drunk driving? 14 years later? No. No, the real reason was double manslaughter. When he wrecked, there were two other people in the car with him. But he isn't in jail anymore. He just don't talk to you guys? Or what? He can't forgive himself. He won't face what happened. After those two people he killed, he's just... stuck. Stuck? How? He's not himself anymore. What was your mother's name? Her name is Caitlin. Was her last name Gregory? Yes, it is. Do you think if we call her, she'll believe us? Of course, you'll call her anyway to check in. But do you think she could be another person who helps us on our journey to educate mankind? Dad. I'm sure we can scrounge up the quarters here somewhere to place a call. If we could get this Caitlin woman on our side, we could tell the whole world the truth. Dad, please. I'm nobody's father. You were mine. You remember. I know you do. I'm nobody's father. On the night of March 7, 1982, I, Harold Joseph Gregory Jr., was just past those very mountains, abducted by visitors. Don't touch that! What are you doing? You kill us all, you crazy woman! That 
is an atomic ray gun. You need to handle it with care. Open up the box, Dad. You need to. It's time. Thou! Thou, don't go! Please! I need you here with me! Don't go again! I need you back! I need your mother back, too! Please! Help! Who are you shouting at? That's Valerie. That's my little girl there. Hal, I don't see anyone. She's right there, walking off. Hal, sweetie, nobody's there. They're gone, aren't they, Joanne? Who? Val and Katie. It's my fault. I'm never going to have them back, am I? Hal, just lay down for a moment. You'll be okay. Oh, no! <laughs> oh. Everything will be alright, darling. Everything will be okay. Time to relax. I have, I have to, to educate humanity. Shh, it's okay. Just breathe. What are you doing? I'm gonna. I'm going to open the box. Photos. This was Val's favorite doll. A ring. How were you married? Yeah, I was. I was. You had a family. Did you know... Did you know there wasn't a ray gun? I didn't know what was in there, no. It's even scarier than what I imagined. It stops being scary. Once you look at it long enough. Do you mind if I eat my soup inside the shop? Of course not. Can we not talk about this right now? Can we talk about something else? Until I get my thoughts straight? Of course. What do you want to talk about? Something real.
Hal and His Atomic Ray Gun was produced by Missing Link, written by Stratton Rushing, directed, edited, and mixed by Janice Rivera, performed by Paul Jordan as Hal, Christine Tankersley as Joanne, Sarah Cottrell as Valerie. The Between Acts theme was written by Chris Bordeaux and Micah Buto. Between Acts is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company that is dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers Bobby and Mike Carducci. If you want to learn how to craft cocktails from a pro, then the Designated Drinker Show is for you. Here you meet interesting folks, enjoy boozy banter, and learn how to craft cocktails from a master. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Subscribe, download, and review the shows. Your review helps our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.